Our country has long been divided, but now algorithms can be harnessed to manipulate us and drive us further apart. Did the spread of disinformation and partisan anger happen organically, or was it driven, at least in part, by technology? I'm Ed Felton, professor of computer science at Princeton University and co-host of AI Nation. We dive into how and why AI is amplifying our worst behaviors. AI Nation, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Jason Lipschutz, Billboard's Senior Director of Music. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, um, I have a thought about last week's show where we were doing a fall preview. What's that? We we mentioned how, okay, so full disclosure, we recorded that show like a, a week or so before the show aired. So we did it a little bit early. But when we recorded it, Alicia Keys did not have a release date for her album. Since then, Alicia Keys has announced that her album is coming out, I think, this Friday. This Friday, yeah. <laughs> so things can happen real quick. Yeah. It So as we suggested, things can move very fast. But anyways, that was my one side note. Uh, because as always, Jason, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop and Alicia Keys on Billboard's charts. Uh, in addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about how Billboard and MRC, that is our parent company, have unveiled for the first time charts that rank the most popular songs in the world. In the world. Very exciting, Keith. Plus, we've In a got world. In a world. In a world. Where charts rank songs globally. Um, plus, we've got an interview with Ava Max. Our friend Ava Max, uh, we caught up with the pop singer-songwriter recently to talk about her latest hit single, Kings and Queens, her debut album, Heaven and Hell, which comes out this Friday and her vision of what a tour could look like in support of the album. So stay tuned for just that in a moment. Uh, but first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you never, ever, ever miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com podcasts. That is plural. Okay, let's do the chart chat. Big news. For the first time ever, Billboard and MRC have unveiled two authoritative charts ranking the top songs globally. The new weekly charts, which are named the Billboard Global 200 and the Billboard Global Excluding U.S. chart, are based on worldwide streams and download sales and will give an accurate glimpse into the most popular songs on the planet. Both lists collate sales and streams from more than 200 territories, and leading the inaugural charts are... On the Billboard Global 200, Cardi B's WAP featuring Megan Thee Stallion, while Maluma's Hawaii uh, leads the Billboard Global Excluding U.S. charts. So, uh, woohoo! New charts, everybody. New charts. You know, this is a this is an exciting week for Billboard. And Keith, you and I have both been at Billboard for a long time, and obviously, this is something that has been discussed uh, for a while in terms of global charts. And and you look at how much more global U.S. popular music has gotten over the past five years even. And I think it's it's tremendous that Billboard now has a global 
chart, uh, actually two global charts. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what kinds of songs and artists surface on these lists uh, that maybe a lot of American fans have never heard of or maybe have heard of but aren't 100% familiar with. Like, you look at this this new Maluma hit, and obviously it's not at the top of the, the U.S. Hot 100, but perhaps, you know, being uh, at the top of the Billboard Global Excluding Billboard Global excluding U.S. chart will generate some interest from from U.S. fans uh, looking to check out Maluma's new album. Heading back to the States for news on the Billboard Hot 100 and Billboard 200, Cardi B's WAP returns to number one uh, for a third total week at number one on the Hot 100, while Big Sean secures his third number one album on the Billboard 200 as Detroit 2 debuts atop the list with 103,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending September 10th, according to Nielsen Music MRC data. Exciting stuff, Keith. Uh, now it is time for our interview with the one and only Ava Max. Uh, we caught up with the pop singer-songwriter a few weeks ago as she was ramping up for the release of her debut album, Heaven and Hell, which comes out this Friday, September 18th. The second contains her breakthrough hit, Sweet But Psycho, as well as her newest hit, Kings and Queens. In our chat, we talk about how Kings and Queens came together, how she says she's quote-unquote living proof that it can take 15 years to make it in the industry, uh, what she's picturing her first tour could look like, and much more. It was a total pleasure having Ava on the show. Take a listen to our chat with Ava Max. If all of the kings had their queens on the throne, we would pop champagne and raise toes. Welcome back to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Ava Max, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're great. Uh, we're super awesome. And uh, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, we know you're a very busy person right now. So thank you very much. for coming. No, thank you for ha- thank you for having me. Like, seriously, this is awesome. I'm really excited to be back. We're very happy to have you. How How is everything going on in your world right now? How has your quarantine uh, been going over the past few months? Man, quarantine has been a roller coaster of emotions. Um, literally the beginning of quarantine, you know, as we all probably did, I treated it a little bit. I tried to make use of it and cook a lot and eat a lot and treat it like Christmas break. But then when it continued happening, I'm just like, whew, I don't know how long, more, how much longer we can take in this quarantine. Um, but in the beginning, it was interesting. <laughs> like it was interesting is yeah, the word. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it's just, it's just, it was, it still is a scary time, but it was a very scary time when everybody was like, the entire, the entire globe was on lockdown. I mean, that is, is pretty bizarre. I feel like no one in our lifetime has gone through that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it feels like we're all kind of getting used to it now, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like every week brings some sort of new change. Like, so it, it is very weird. And I feel like, I mean, I know like Jason and I have talked to a lot of folks and asked the same question and it feels like everyone's taking a moment to kind of learn more about themselves or like start reading more books or like, have you found yourself like, you know what, I'm going to go read that book I haven't read in a long time. You know, I, I definitely have. I am a very antsy person. I am not one to sit down and relax and I'm not the one to like take a bath and read a book and just waste time to relax it's like I literally am always running around and if I have time to take a bath and relax that's like oh my god that's like a dream but I just definitely am not the type of person where I schedule in like 
me time, which is probably needed once I start touring again. Um, maybe because I've had a lot of me time in quarantine, actually. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> well, uh, speaking of kind of how, in theory, we're all going to get a lot busier with going to places and areas again. Um, <laughs> and hopefully you'll be doing your current hit single, Kings and Queens. Um, let's talk about that. You know, it recently hit the Billboard Hot 100 chart. It's climbing at pop radio. What's it been like to see this song, you know, take off the way it has recently? I mean, it's just such an incredible thing. I, I feel so grateful to even be releasing music and people are listening, especially during a pandemic. I mean, it's just, I feel super grateful. I know that people, a lot of people are struggling right now. And so music for me is medicine and I just couldn't hold it back anymore. And I'm just very happy people are like, people are responding to it. And, you know, I'm, again, I'm just grateful for people that can relate to the song. Can you, can you talk us through just how the song came together? The song actually came together in a lot of different ways. It came in parts like um, uh, Madison Love and I, we, I mean, if you want to get technical, we, we do, we do. <laughs> we did the verse and the pre-chorus and wrote that part. And, uh, and then the chorus we kind of got from Red One and then, but it was completely different than what we had initially, you know, I mean, now. So it wasn't called Kings and Queens. It was not, it was nothing to do with like anything you hear right now. It was just the melody. It was like, da, 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 da. and we were like, oh, that's cool. But then we kind of just made it our own. And Leland, Madison, Love and I in Circuit, we got in the studio and we kind of just made it what it is now. Kings and Queens about our queens, celebrating queens. Yeah. I love it. When, and can you talk about this, the sample a little bit? Just because, you know, we saw that, um, you have Desmond Child listed among the songwriters and then it, that threw us for a loop for a second. And then we realized about the, about the sample. How, how did, how did that add into the, the song and the melody? You know, Circuit and Red One got in the studio and they did their magic. And after we all heard it, we just loved it. I mean, it was just more so um, a production thing. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's one, one of the things we always enjoy seeing is, Obviously, we, we see at Billboard a lot of artists kind of come out of nowhere with a, a really resonant single. And obviously, we saw that happen with, with Sweet But Psycho, just kind of racking up millions and millions of streams. Um, and now it's happened again with you. Uh, this song continues, as Keith said, to, to keep climbing. Uh, I keep hearing it more and more at pop radio. Uh, what does it feel like this time, as opposed to when it Sweet But Psycho hit. Does it feel like a different experience watching the song rise? Um, definitely. Again, we are in a pandemic still, so it's... That, it's yeah, I mean, I guess that changes things a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. It's like the celebrations are not the same as being on tour, but, you know, they are kind of more like heartfelt because I actually have time to, to... I have time to go on my Spotify and look at numbers. I have time to actually check out who's listening from where and, like, I, I like to look at that now because I never had time. I, you know, the only time I had was basically to sleep when I had time <laughs> on mm -hmm. tour. So, so it's really fun actually seeing all the like statistics and like all the crazy stuff, you know, I actually have a second to like, okay, let me check out what the song is actually doing. Let me see what's happening with the song. And it's, it's an incredible thing to see your baby be birthed like that. And then millions of people, like are commenting about it. It's insane. <laughs> it's good to know that you're actually watching the numbers and looking at the charts. So uh, I never but, uh, was. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, billboard, home of many billboard charts, appreciates your interest <laughs> in said charts. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I, I'm curious, you know, the song is such a, Kings and Queens, you know, has this empowerment vibe to it. It's very just like fierce and just like, bitches beware kind of thing. Um, was that always, because you talked about it a little bit earlier, you talked about how the song kind of really morphed over time. But was, was that kind of always your goal to have a song where it was kind of fitting into that, like, I'm a fierce woman, back the F up kind of thing going on? I think for me, as you can see, it's a theme throughout my songs. Um, growing no. up, it was very, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, with the with the anthem, anthemics, and the this the theme. I think you can tell that I definitely have been told no a lot of times, and and I've gotten to the point where I look back now and I'm like, look who's laughing now. Like for instance, the new song I just released, and and it really means a lot to me as well. These these anth these anthems, I think, can help someone else who's going through something that I went through, and also. I'm living proof that it can take over 15 years to make it in any industry. And for me, it was the music industry, but you can make it in the end. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And, and I know that, you know, there has been moments in my past that have been dark and I never thought I would make it through it. And now, you know, I look back and I just, I'm so happy. I kept going and didn't pick a different career. Um, I think people probably forget that, 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 that you've been like kind of at this for a while and kind of like struggling and it's not just like oh she just fell out of the sky with sweet but psycho i'm like no she's kind of been you know like working it for a while to make it happen um you know you also released a song and a video recently um who's laughing now um you released the video i guess like a month or so ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> a month ago did you film that video sort of in kind of COVID land or was that filmed beforehand? Cause it looks like it's a full on real production. So I'm wondering like, how oh, did yeah. how'd you have to deal with that in the middle of quarantine? So I think you're going to like the story. It's okay. pretty crazy. So two days before lockdown, we had scheduled Kings and Queens and Who's Laughing Now music video shoots. Um, that I think Monday or Tuesday, I forgot what day it was, or was it a Friday? We shot it two for two days in a row kings and queens and then we shot who's laughing now and i can't even tell you how close we were but they they literally announced lockdown the day after the day after we shot the last video who's laughing now so we got very lucky and we didn't know there was going to be a lockdown we just shot the videos like normal you know like going on about normal life in march and then literally, I forgot what day they announced lockdown, but literally the next day they announced lockdown. And we were like, whew, that was a close one because we wouldn't have had any of these videos. <laughs> That's crazy. That's, it's it's, it's the, the fortuitousness of the timing that just happened to work out to yeah, make that we happen. All, yeah, we all like looked at each other on set because we were feeling the lockdown coming. We were feeling it. We were reading the news and we were like, wait, is it about to be announced tomorrow? And, and we were like, wow, this is so meant to be in a way, because this would not have happened a day after, like later if we had scheduled it tomorrow, you know? It's very, very crazy how it worked. <laughs> so I, um, I, I and Keith and uh, a lot of other people are very much anticipating your, your album, Heaven and Hell, which is coming out next month, uh, and will include all the songs that we've just been talking about. I, I know this mm -hmm. has been in the works for a while, um, so how does it feel that it's it's a few weeks away at this point? It feels surreal. Um, I was talking to my best friend today and I, I I called her and I was like, I can't believe we're three weeks away. Now it's starting to feel real. It wasn't feeling real up until now. Like, okay, here we go. 
it's coming out and there's nothing I can do about it. It's coming out. <laughs> people are going to hear it and people are going to judge it and people are going to love it, hate it. You know, I tend to be very polarizing and I'm aware of that and I'm okay with that. And I'm excited to see what songs are people's favorite. So there's no like nerves or, or are you like feeling that type of anxiety of like, what are people going to think about this song? What are people going to feel like? How, how much is that? Playing you know, there are a couple songs on the album that people are not going to expect from me. They're a little bit cooler, vibier sounds, like not so like upbeat and dance. There's two that are a little bit softer. And I feel like people are definitely going to be like, oh, okay, not every song is like super upbeat, but there's no ballad. It's 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 like a mid-tempo, the only mid-tempo. <laughs> did you think, well, uh, th that's interesting. Why did you, uh, why did you go no anti-ballad on this album? Cause I'm all or nothing. It's like, I really feel like that. I really am. And I couldn't just have one ballad. If I'm going to have an album with a ballad, I need at least four solid ballads. And we just didn't want to take out the dance and anthems that were already on there. And so I think maybe I'll have an album full of ballads one day. We'll see. <laughs> oh, wow. There we go. Heaven and um, hell part two, the all ballad <laughs> edition. Actually, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I remember the, the last time you were on the on the podcast a year or so ago, you talked about kind of the hopes of maybe getting, I think, a tour together. And I think you were just doing radio spots at the time. Mm -hmm. Is that, do you still have a vision in your mind of like, you want to actually take the music on the road uh, next year, you know, after, in theory, at some point, once we're all allowed mm -hmm. to be in a concert hall, like, do you have an envision of like, oh, I really see this album playing this way in a live setting? Like, have you already thought about what it could look like? I have. It's going to be very, very theatrical and it's going to be, it's going to be wild. Wild is the word. Like it's going to be really wild because I'm, I'm a visionary. I really see things like even before I finish a song, I know exactly what I want the video to be like, what the colors I want in the video. Like, it's very strange. It's like, I've been that way my entire life, how I kind of like see it in my head playing out. So I'm really excited to do a tour. Um, we had one plan for the US actually, September and October, oh. but we, we couldn't announce it. So we canceled it because, you know, you know, so I, I was excited about that, but you know, pandemic, a thing called the pandemic. <laughs> but everyone's, everyone's tour next year is just gonna be called pandemic tour. Oh my God, imagine the after effect or something. No, and now I'm, I don't know. I just know that I'm excited to get back on the road and I just can't wait to have my first official world tour for heaven and hell. Um, well, uh, Jason, do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, I, the, the only thing I'll say is, is less of a question than a comment, which is I, for selfish reasons, obviously we're excited to see you on the road when, when that's possible. We're excited to hear new music. For selfish purposes, I'm, I'm a big karaoke guy and uh, I've definitely done Sweet But Psycho at karaoke. Um, do you actually sound good doing that though? No, I sound terrible. Okay. You, but it's it's extremely enjoyable and bordering on exhilarating. And it makes me pretty sad that I can't sing more Ava Max songs in a karaoke room for the foreseeable future. It's really oh all I had. God. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, you know what? That makes me really happy to know that you are you have sang to the Psycho karaoke and that's your favorite. So that, that makes me really happy, I have to say. It's a good it's a great karaoke song. Have you heard about, you know, fans doing it at karaoke before? It's a really fun, particularly fun karaoke song. It's so funny because I sang it so much last year that I was just like, I remember seeing my fans go like, let me see you sing karaoke. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know about singing my own songs at karaoke. You're so, I mean, Very fair. Since we're talking about karaoke, 
If you say that quickly, it sounds like Carrie Underwood. Carrie, anyway. Um, oh, I love her. Um, do you have a go-to karaoke jam? Because you're very, you're like, you're very open about how like you love music. You love all sorts of music. You have a brain for music. You know your music history. So you must have like, oh yeah, these are the three I always go for. Um, no scrubs. I want to dance with somebody and I want it that way. <laughs> Solid. I mean, I just know because <laughs> I've done go. them a lot. It's like go-to. I'm like, if anyone, like I'm, I look around the room doing karaoke and I'm just like, if you, if anyone wants to do that one. And then, and then I know I'm going to say, I want to do it. And so. <laughs> okay. Wait. Okay. So you're a professional singer with an amazing voice. If you're doing karaoke, isn't everyone just like, no fair, she shouldn't be up there? Look, I don't drink anymore, but when I used to have a drink or two, I really went off key. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you know, I kind of definitely don't know what I did, but everyone's laughing and having a good time. So it's all like, about it. <laughs> listen, tell me why. Here I'm like, about a heartache. Exactly. One mimosa, two mimosas in. <laughs> Everything sounds like crap. Um, <laughs> well, this has been super fun. Um, thank you so much for doing this, Ava. I, much success to you with Kings and Queens and the album. Thank you. And thank you. Ho hopefully we'll see you in a live setting at some point next year. Oh, I know. I miss it so much. I miss the energy and I miss people in general. So Absolutely. Thank, thank you again, Ava. Thank you for having me, guys. It was an absolute pleasure. Once again, thanks to Ava Max. Uh, I, I have been a, a big fan of Sweet But Psycho for a while. The, the new album's great and comes out this Friday, September 18th. So, so definitely check it out. Okay, and now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Okay, keeping with the Kings and Queens spirit, 40 years ago this week, the rock band Queen achieved its first and so far only number one album on the Billboard 200 with The Game. The album rose from number four to number one on the chart dated September 20th, 1980, and would spend five weeks atop the list. The album featured the group's two number ones on the Hot 100 Songs chart, Crazy Little Thing Called Love, and Another One Bites the Dust. Queen's chart-topping success with The Game and its singles really came kind of mid-career for the quartet, who had been charting in America since the early 1970s. The act would continue to release studio albums after the game until the death of the group's frontman, Freddie Mercury, in 1991, changed the course of the group's career. Afterwards, as a trio, uh, Brian May, John Deacon, and Roger Taylor uh, would go on to record with guest vocalists, uh, though none ever officially replaced Mercury. While Deacon has since left the group, May and Taylor have continued on and most recently toured quite successfully since 2011 with Adam Lambert stepping in for Mercury. Up next on October 2nd, Lambert and Queen will release its first album together titled Queen Plus Adam Live Around the World. So there you have it. 40 years ago this week, Queen was king of the Billboard 200 with The Game. We have reached the end of our big shoe. Any parting words, Jason? Thanks again to Ava Max. It was it was great having her on.
Yeah, she uh, uh, talked, told us about her favorite karaoke songs, and we got to hear that Jason likes to karaoke to Sweet But Psycho. It's true. It's very true. Was it, Yeah, it wasn't made up just for the chat. It was actually a real true story. <laughs> yeah, no, that has absolutely happened. Uh, what song should we go out on? Uh, another one of my karaoke favorites, That's Ooh. The Way It Is by Celine Dion. All right, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Our country has long been divided, but now algorithms can be harnessed to manipulate us and drive us further apart. Did the spread of disinformation and partisan anger happen organically, or was it driven, at least in part, by technology? I'm Ed Felton, professor of computer science at Princeton University and co-host of AI Nation. We dive into how and why AI is amplifying our worst behaviors. AI Nation, wherever you get your podcasts.